This day stirs feelings within me, many moods, many fears, much hope, and even new knowledge. Amid this newly gained knowledge, I realize that it is ever evident. Too much of black history, indigenous history, minority history, is taught accidentally, read aloud accidentally, and sometimes experienced accidentally. It speaks so much toward the reality that minority narratives within our country's past are most often relegated to footnotes and side appendices, not at the forefront of American history. This particular history is most often never interwoven into the broader history collective of this country. In fact, it is often debated as it is now, being legislated against being taught. I, among many, still haven't gained a better knowledge of my own family's history, let alone know in my heart that everything was not recorded. And to most plantation owners of the time during slavery, did not matter. Juneteenth has been called many things over time. Emancipation Day, Jubilee Day, Juneteenth National Freedom Day, Juneteenth Independence Day, and Black Independence Day. And despite the many different names, Juneteenth has faced competition from other emancipation holidays, even still unknown to many Americans. Slavery ended officially several times. The Emancipation Proclamation went into effect on January the 1st, 1863. The Civil War, however, was far from over. It took many a bloody struggle across the South to bring emancipation to all enslaved peoples. That is why the historic Galveston, Texas Proclamation was not issued until June 19th of 1865, two months after the end of the war, and conveniently, the cotton harvest. This is the date that Juneteenth commemorates. The ancestors celebrated with shouts and dance, tears and prayers, reacting to this delayed news of their freedom. Their impromptu celebration spawned the folk festival known as Juneteenth. And since 1866, descendants of the former enslaved have gathered yearly to celebrate. Yet still, not all of the enslaved in the Southwest were told of their freedom. A few slaveholders would continue holding back the news from them in hopes of harvesting yet another cotton crop. The conditions set before the enslaved were far from safe, the violence far from over. There are even narratives from the enslaved that tell of hair-raising escapes to freedom, even after June 19th. Tells describe the whippings and violence continuing on as plantation owners held in secret their right to freedom. Today, I celebrate many elements of this 156-year-old holiday, one in particular. I am legally owned by no one. I am free and as human as any one of you. Yet I still struggle amidst the little blessing of freedom I do have. Somehow, I have managed to muster a bit of celebration in this continued struggle, even if only for a moment. What my ancestors were forced into doing, I may never have to do. 
What they ran from, I may never have to endure. The freedom they dreamed of, however, I continue to work toward. As an American in these so-called United States, we are supposed to have the freedom to speak freely, the freedom to be, the freedom to assemble in peace, the freedom to practice our religions, yet any time we do, arguments and debate ensues. Violence happens shortly thereafter because different sides disagree with each other and Americans are so wrapped up and wanting to be right. There is much struggle and the blessing of freedom. In the Declaration of Independence, it states, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I question much of this declaration, Specifically, the alleviation of the enslaved and women. What about children? What about the elderly? What about our LGBTQIA plus siblings? What about our siblings with disabilities? Maybe that's too much of a literal objection. Silly me. Decades ago now, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. called the Declaration of Independence's assertion that all men are created equal to be a promissory note that had not been made good on. It still hasn't. Police have been brutally beating and killing black men for decades because they say they were scared. They were not where they were supposed to be. They, they had to have been doing something wrong. It seems as though the U.S. does not want black men to have these rights. Black men are being put in jail or prison for the most minor of infractions. That if they were white, would get a slap on the wrist. How can black people pursue happiness when it seems the government wants to see them fail? It is impossible to say that all men are created equal when black men are treated as an inferior race in particular and not the very human web for which we are all interconnected. Black women can't even go to work wearing their natural hair in styles that date far back as the establishment of Africa, without complaint being told it's unprofessional, not to mention the Crown Act, Senate Bill 188, was passed earlier this year so that race-based hair discrimination would finally be unacceptable. Let me get this straight. We had to create and get past legislation for natural hair and the styling of that hair? There is much struggle in the blessing of freedom. There are certain men of this country, men who served as the architects in establishing American ideals and carved the path we are now on. These men are now known as the Founding Fathers. The Founding Fathers were also legal owners of people who were enslaved, people who were in service of their every need. They were the same ones that did not treat black people as equals and participated in dehumanizing them. One so famous of them believed, at least on paper, that slavery presented the greatest threat to the survival of the new American nation, yet took on 
an enslaved woman, Sally Hemings, as she bore his six children, for which he would eventually disown. The four children that survived to adulthood would be freed by his will one day. Sally Hemings would never gain that same freedom. How can we speak so highly on the ideals set by the founding fathers when they participated in the atrocity that is slavery? They spoke and wrote many things that benefit our country, yes, but also chose to remain comfortable in what is still wrong with this country. The decision by these men to permit race-based slavery, guided by the lie of white supremacy, led to the continuing devastation not just of black lives, but of white lives shattered by hate, and of indigenous lives snuffed out for the very land we now call ours. There is much struggle in the blessing of freedom. Juneteenth became a time to tell stories of freedom. And while freedom may have been a right, it had to be won. More often than not, the law had to be enforced at the point of a gun. The history of slavery in our country has left us with unresolved moral issues. Emancipation was the result of a bitter war, greed, and unwarranted carnage. Discrimination against people of color persisted, persists, and may continue to, even in spite of the Constitution. No one has offered reparations to the enslaved population. They were free, but their trials will certainly worsen, as we now know. Many years have passed since the first Juneteenth. Yet it remains an opportunity to remember our history, something to celebrate and to assess as intentionally as we should. We must never forget that slavery is deeply embedded in the history of our country, that black history is American history, that freedom is a right and one at great cost, that we have yet to pay those costs and that justice is yet incomplete. There is much struggle in the blessing of freedom. Regrettably, racial violence has been a distinct part of American history since the early records from the 1500s. While that violence has impacted almost every ethnic and racial group in the United States, it has had a particularly horrific effect on black American life. And thank goodness that even though it took centuries to outlaw, the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act was finally passed on February 28, 2022. Maybe now, the almost six to 10,000 souls taken by way of lynching can finally be at rest. Because this history is often overlooked, not taught in schools, widely being debated and not well understood, Racially motivated violence and terror continues to be used to advance white supremacy in America with tragic and devastating consequences. I would ask, what then is exactly the American dream? The American dream can be described as many things. My idea of the American dream is when I do not have to constantly prove my worth due to my color 
where I do not have to code switch to be granted the same opportunities as my white colleagues do to my color, where my color is not the deciding factor to gaining access. Everyone has their own views and no one is the same. I get it. But we should embrace our differences and bring them together and expand into becoming a better culture. It is possible to see that we are not so different after all. In America today, there have been many debates on what it means to be American. In my view, to be American is to be free to be yourself, regardless of your race, religion, ethnicity, sexual identity, gender, or background. I so wish that this vision was shared by all. Therefore, I have to continue making full and constructive use of the little freedoms I do have in hopes to one day being able to enjoy all of its opportunity. There is much struggle in the blessing of freedom. Now, more than ever before, we feel the foundations of our country rumbling with ache and in need of great repair. The aged fault lines of white supremacy and oppression are widening, causing the dream of freedom to fade as it sinks more and more each day. We can rescue, however, what belongs to each of us rightfully, through sacrifice and determination, with good intention and honest effort. We can use our votes to usher in people who will use the power of their office to do good and not perpetuate oppression. In a country that has the audacity and is so bold enough to declare that we are a land of the free, I can only imagine the ancestors' faces at the continued terrorism happening round about us every day. And every day in the name of white supremacy and in the purest of hate. So many forces in our nation have served to scar the dream of our democracy. The Ku Klux Klan, the White Citizens Council, white Christian nationalists, the Proud Boys, neo-Nazi organizations, and other extremist groups have scarred the dream by their fanatical religious translations, violent acts, and bitter words. Our federal government has also scarred the dream through its apathy and hypocrisy, its betrayal of the cause of justice. And even many white people of goodwill have scarred the dream through silence and in fear. When you can deny the fundamental humanity of someone, you might justify doing just about anything to them. It doesn't count if they don't count, right? If you are not directly affected by oppression, why worry about someone else who was born marked with struggle? Be reminded that the privilege many are born with, the rest of us may never experience, as even freedom is but a taste on my tongue. We Unitarian Universalists must continue educating ourselves about the poisonous legacy of racial injustice in America, actively address the way it continues to fuel bigotry and violence, and commit 
to a new era of truth and justice with right accountability. Friends, this is the call of Juneteenth, to continue working courageously toward freedom, to continue breaking down the barriers of segregation and discrimination and justice and white supremacy. For all peoples who are doing just that, you are the real saviors of democracy. You are the sacred instruments to saving the soul of this country. And you are the ointment that serves as healing needed toward true peace. I end with the last verse of Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of the things unknown but longed for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill for the cage bird sings of freedom. Until freedom happens for all, may it be so. Amen.